This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, we have a special show today. I, I know. I'm I'm honestly a little nervous because I am uh, I am a big fan of his work, so oh. I'm I'm pretty excited. Mm. Wow, that's. I'm, okay, well, Russell, can I introduce to you Suzanne? Suzanne, our guest today, Russell Brown. Russell. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, introduce him. Full introduction. Well, well Russ, okay. For, Suzanne, for those, hello. That's Everybody Russ. should hear my voice. There I am. I'm Russell Brown. Hello, Suzanne. Russell, for those of you who are just tuning in to the world of photography, Russell is, um, I guess, Professionally, you're the senior creative director at Adobe. Is that still your title? I have a couple titles. A senior creative director is one that I use. Um, it best It's a good title. Mm -hmm. I also have a secondary title called mm -hmm. principal. Um, well, wait a minute. I've forgotten my second title already. <laughs> um, I have so um, many. I do mean, you have I a just... card, maybe? Is it written on something? Or... No, here's the card. Um, it no, it's changed to Principal Scientist. Oh, um, because it, it had a good name. I liked it. Um, well, let me let me uh, remind yeah, but people. For so, this show. So for this show, in general, guys, people listening, Russell. Senior um, creative director well, at Adobe I think more Systems. important is this idea that uh, Russell was part of the original team that created the product Photoshop. Um, and hung out in the, in the Days of the Giants with Thomas and John Knoll. You guys put this together and... Um, I don't think it's possible to have really any kind of conversation about photography or certainly about Photoshop today without talking about Russell. That's you, man. And it's so cool to have you. You're our first guest, really, on the show, not outside of my family. <laughs> You're the first real <laughs> I was guest. <gonna> say. <clears throat> I am honored. Well, thanks. And, yeah, and yes, I was there in the beginning of time. Um, I was there the day that John Knoll came to Adobe set up his Macintosh, carried it in on a, on a winch. It was a big thing. <laughs> no portables then. And uh, set it up <clears throat> and gave um, his first demo of Photoshop to me. And um, um, there is this, uh, um, a urban legend that I personally saw the demo and then I ran to John Warnock's office uh -huh. and insisted that he purchase it. And he did based upon my input. That, wow. That is, the, that is written down somewhere. Is it true? I'm going to say that it's true. <laughs> it's here today. I will not deny it. Um, nor will John Knoll. Okay. He'll go along with that. That I was personally responsible for Photoshop. Being acquired by Adobe. Wow! And I, how do you like this? That's Let's just good. keep the urgent, the urban, the <laughs> urban legend moving forward. I like it. Well, that's quite uh, an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, you know? that, that they listen. No, that, that they listen that, to you. That's the amazing. That, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That is my claim to fame, <laughs> and I'm going to hold with that. That's it. 
That's it. That's good. Um, <laughs> well, I have like I guess I've met you on and off over the years. We just our our, our paths have kind of intermingled over time. And meet um, at first at the TED conference. Yeah, or I think each? it was early TED. It was early probably early TED. TED and... Did you see my Godzilla? movie yeah at ted 2 in 3d <laughs> i don't remember that <laughs> on, on, uh, that with was, the lights yeah. on it like i remember you performing at the close of the shows for many years yeah that was always my favorite I, I, on the coattails of tom riley oh, um, tom. he made he made me look good our early renditions of the closing of the ted conference were legendary <laughs> so I, I i must have i'm, I'm here's a, a little bit of a snippet um i recall one of those closings um we had a birthday party for jonas salk oh, so it's polio. jonas salk's birthday uh -huh. um i exist today because he invented the vaccine in 1954 i believe and i was born in 55 and um so i may be here speaking to you because of jonas salk so it's his birthday at the ted conference tom and i fill um 400 helium balloons and pass them out into the audience <laughs> and we make and then everybody breathes in the um helium right uh -huh. i could have poisoned them all right there we we all sang happy birthday to Jonas Salk, <laughs> two, um, with high helium activated voices. So That's there's a little, little uh, I, here's a little unknown facts, only available on this podcast. <laughs> it has nothing to do with photography. But okay, well, now we're going to continue. I want to talk about photography for a second. <laughs> yes. You seem to know a thing or two about photography. I see your work. Um, I mean. I'd like you to sort of separate out the feelings that you have about taking pictures, capturing pictures, and the post-production, whether it's Photoshop or whatever. Do you, can you separate those, or is there no separation? Is Are all your pictures creations? <laughs> I am. Very good question. Um, I think Ansel Adams said this. You know, you don't take pictures, you make pictures. Did he say that? He did say that. Yeah. I, I would follow along with that, that... Um, I'm more of a maker of pictures as he was in the darkroom. And from what I've seen of Ansel, his original negatives were nowhere near what um, you would know these things, mm -hmm. um, what the final print looked like. And there was dodging and burning and lots of manipulation. <laughs> are there, are, is it a gray zone or is there like either it's manipulated with dodging and burning or and that's the same as taking well, out the mountain? Uh, well, <clears throat> well, taking out a mountain. Uh, I think Ansel Adams might have done that personally. I think he hoped to. Remember, there was a cross. Uh, there was writing in that beautiful Lone Pine winter yes. sunrise picture. The students in the high school had written in white stones on the hillside their initials, and he had them scratched out of the negative. He did. By his assistant. So huh. um, I think which that... Is, which assistant? I know most of the assistants. It, it was, I think it was John Sexton. Oh, it was. I okay, believe the next so. time I chat with him, I'm going to accuse him of <laughs> altering photos. Of getting getting to Photoshop before you did. Yeah. Yes. Um, so back back to my yes. concept on this is um, I take a lot of photos, but I, none of them are really just perfect photos. And so I indeed will enhance my photos um, not only with the standard tools, the dodging and burning tools of Lightroom, but... If the sky is not quite right, 
I admit here today on this podcast that mm. I will swap out a sky. Will you? Yes, mm. and I will change things. I um, As you saw in one of my presentations, I will even add a bird I know. or a jet to my <laughs> mix. I have I harbor a lot of guilt about adding birds. So do, do you? Yeah, you know, it's just it's another story. It's another yeah. episode. But um, you, but you, I mean, for example, Ruben and I stand on opposite sides of this uh, this sort of discussion, where he is very much a purist, um, whereas I feel it is more about the the creation, and that I'm I'm okay if things are are photoshopped or added to or, or augmented. Like I think it's it is it's making making an image. With good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you agree? But, I, I mean, but doesn't that you change it into illustration? Even at Adobe, don't we? Yes, Remember at I, Adobe, there's always this debate that Photoshop is really an illustrator's tool and Lightroom is really a photographer's tool. Interesting. Um, I, I guess you could say that was true. My, Illustrator, it, graphic designer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I come from the evil um, graphic design school <laughs> where you will change any photo sure. if it markets what you're trying to say better. I support that. I do support that, but I wonder whether that is... I mean, there's many reasons from, people get into from photography. An advertising point of view. Absolutely. And there's advertising photography and and <clears throat> fine art photography. <clears throat> when you have to then throw in truly the first character, um, Jerry Yulsman, who had Photoshop before. There was, yes. Photoshop. Before. And so... Should we um, add that, that Yulsman is like a father figure for both of us? Yeah. In, in different ways. Just a, a spiritual yeah. uh, visionary... Um, it's bonds us, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, um, and I, I, back in, it's 1973 when I was four. <laughs> <laughs> no, back in 1973 when I'm 18 mm -hmm. and <clears throat> graduating from high school and I find Jerry Yulesman's work. And, um, at that time I was in the dark room, you know, um, playing around with things and I, I found quite intrigued by um, some of the early stuff. The first photo I saw was this, uh, there's probably a name for it, the house, which is placed on top of the stump. Yes, you I know, love that. Is, is there a name for that one? No, it's untitled, 1967, oh, good, I good. think. Yeah. Okay. So house on stump. I'll, po I'll put that in the show notes because I love <laughs> that I photo. I that yeah. 1973 and don't look this up and find out that it was actually printed in 1974. It wasn't. Um, was it? When was it I think it was in the late 60s, early, before 74, I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay, good. Um, so I see this, and um, uh, it motivated me quite a bit in the darkroom, and I did all sorts of crazy things, you know, um, multiple exposures, uh, um, ortho prints, black and white, um, negatives, positives, and printing things. Um, but placing my hands in the developer bath, didn't affect me at all. Oh, 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 um, um, no. A lot of toxic yeah. waste there. Toxic. Yeah. Boy, the amount of time. Oh, boy, you go home and you have that deck tall smell on your hands. Um, so, um, that, getting back to um, the, your big question, um, I think a photo is a photo is a photo. I think it's um, it's art. I, I I cherish a good photograph that has you know, has minimal uh, adjustments to it. Um, just really a, a finely toned black and white print 
is really you know, um, magic to, I think, yeah. to you and I both. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some alterations, I think, um, certainly Cartier-Bresson probably of course, he must have altered his a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Those yeah. guys were magnum journalists. Maybe they came from the school of, like, it is what it is, you know? So know. I'm not I'm not that. Um, what was that series of photographs that was going around? Um, did you send it around? You, you just look at these photos. Oh, the 50. Some, yeah. The 50. Yes. And, and, and I think I said in my comments, you know, I wish I could take one that looked like that <laughs> in my entire life I in the s 50 but you the masters i i'm I, I can best describe myself i'm i do the photo get it out there throw it onto instagram and then i walk away i'm i'm a sort of this this just immediate response i don't take the time to finesse it I'm, I get it just right. You know, there's a point when you're working on a photograph in Lightroom or Photoshop and you go, wow, it's sort of a wow moment. Like, this is ready. This is ready to post. Hey, Russ, and I would say for me, that's like being a caricature artist. Like I sit there, I whip my camera out, I make uh, a little sketch, I do yes. a quick little whatever, like an origami, and then I hand it off and move I on. I hand it off. Yeah. And I can think of the old masters. They spent time. And they probably put it up on the wall. Jerry isn't going to throw something on, on, or even Ansel's not going to put something into the gallery till he puts it on a wall for a couple of days, right? <laughs> and, at it, and then has his assistant look at it and then makes more comments. Don't you think um, that that's the threshold that printing brings? Like that's the yeah, one step. Yeah, well, I'm missing that step. We'll be there I? for you, I'm, buddy. We'll be there yeah, for you. I don't. Uh, but it's, so is Instagram your sort of um, yeah. method of yeah. choice? I'm trying to figure out, okay, I'm 64 years old. <laughs> um, I, I, maybe my friends, our 70-year-old friends say that's young. Um, so um, why is it, how is it that I lived without Instagram all my life? Because <laughs> I went through, I did um, a website I did podcasts. I did <laughs> videos online. A podcasts are back in, by the way. Yes. And um, and uh, I to get your message out, or everyone would put their images on a website and hand out a card, and hopefully your your images would be seen. So, but there's this immediacy. Why did? Why am I acting like I'm a 24 year old? Instead of a sixty-four year old, maybe this effect um, affects why, all of us. Why do I like this? This sort of throwaway images out there and see how many likes I can get for them. What has, what's happened to me? And it's happened to everyone else. And it truly is an addiction. Um, yeah. And to go farther with this, I think it's um, an addiction, and I think it, I think it. Well, I hope it's improved my um, photography. And my sense of photography, some would say that I am merely making photos that the masses will love. Uh, I then gravitate toward photos that I can get more likes for. Do and you I, do that? Do you recognize I, that you Yes. That I know how to get more likes. You need the dopamine. Get the mm, hit. Yeah. Do you ever find and, yourself just doing something that is runs contrary to that just to exert your own julian cost said russ are you making photos for yourself <laughs> or for instagram and likes 
I didn't pause. <laughs> I'm making them for Instagram. <laughs> what are your thoughts on filters? Do you or do you oh, do you take it back to Photoshop? Edit it how you here's, want. Here's my current workflow. I used to be uh, Photoshop <laughs> only, but now I'm a mobile phone guy completely. Are you in Lightroom and, uh, Mobile? Yeah. <clears throat> so Lightroom Mobile on my phone. Um, look, it's a notification about a web, um, a podcast I have to do. Um, <laughs> so I got well, I got my iPhone and I have my Huawei phone. Oh. Here's my pitch because they just gave this to me for free today. <laughs> wow. Um, the Huawei is um, a Chinese phone that was most amazing. It's rated with the highest camera quality that you can have a 40 megapixel. Is that right? 5,000 times 7? Um, is, does that really come out to 40? Um, it's more like 30 after you take yeah. off the header information, right? It's... Yeah, a little over 7,000 pixels. It's a lot of pixels on it's these things. It's a lot things. of pixels. And so I've gravitated toward mobile and mobile all the time and shooting into iPhones and Huawei phones. <laughs> I travel light. I went to um, Greenland and Iceland only took photographs with the Huawei in that case. Wow. The, the, wow. Wow. <laughs> a, a large format of it. I, I'm carrying around a phone and everyone else has their multiple um, lenses and their large DSLRs. Did you feel like you were able to take the pictures you wanted to take? I and what are the pictures you wanted to take? I, I think I took better pictures than I did, and I think I was more creative than they were. I believe that the, um, a mobile phone has limitations, and through those limitations, you learn to... It's like a crutch. Mm -hmm. uh, you are learning to walk with you know, this crutch, this, you've got this limited amount of resolution, you have this limited, you know, there's a lots of limitations. You don't have an aperture. You, um, but here I have this tool, and um, I find that I, I'm more creative with it. Interesting. I may be not getting the same resolution they're getting, but I feel I'm more creative. Don't you think that it has never, like, as you and I have watched technology march over the past many okay. decades, new things are invented, and they always have pros and cons. And the old school often says, that's not good enough quality. I'm measuring against the old one. But you're not thinking about all the new things you get. And so instead of comparing the phone to my DSLR with my lens kit and this and that, it's just Apple's, what can I do creative with this optical device? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you can do anything and you can with I any device. Um, like, you know. ever, uh, everybody has chosen their optical device for um, capturing their images. And I've chosen my optical device. They say, well, why are you taking on this simple tool? Um, as I, and I'll say to them, it's it's just the creativity that comes with that. The number of software tools for adding filters. Did you you know you're mentioning? Um, I want to add filters to it. Um, if I find a photograph that's boring, I'll add a filter to it, and boom, a uh, hundred more likes. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, it's a gimmick. Is that a gimmick? Are you pandering? <laughs> Yes. You know, I honestly, I find that with my sunsets. I hate myself every time I post a sunset because I look, I think I don't want to be the guy posting that beautiful sunset, but everyone loves them. And it's like, they loved listen, did I tell you my secret is, is sunsets. It has to, uh, any image with orange and reds in it will get more likes. Oh my God. Interesting. Oh, oh black and white. Boring. I know. I know. No, oh, I'm not. No, unless no, it's a really compelling black and white. Um, 
Is there a story in it? Is there a human figure in it? Very important. A human figure on the horizon in slight silhouette <laughs> against you know, um, uh, a plane. Oh, and, and, and you, you put if, planes if in you put planes in oh, planes, 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 <laughs> and um, reflections. Oh, you can get a, oh, a reflection is so um, oh, terrible. But Who's how many listening? points is that worth in likes? Um, you can get an extra 100 likes for a, for a reflection. Listen, you, uh, we both know what a boring photo is, and even these days. Well, remember the early days of Instagram? You liked everything. <laughs> and, yeah, oh, like, 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 like. And now I really guard it. Mm. I don't give out likes. So, you know, I children, have... my kids um, have a different relationship with likes. On they yeah. are, have a completely different app for them. Uh -huh. Even when they're using Instagram, they like it just to signal that they saw it. And it has nothing. It's not a judgment in any respect. I, I, I think some of that happens. I think some of my followers just like it because I saw it. I saw it. I th there may be some of those. It's interesting about likes. I'm um, on a... On a good day, with a good photo that's done well, um, 400 likes. That's a pretty good photo. Sure. And so um, on a really great day, where it just resonates with everyone, 800 likes. So that's where my level is. <clears throat> we both have friends who get 1,000 likes in the first two minutes. We know those guys. Yeah. Um, and I was envious of them. And, and then this... This woman comes along online. Um, uh, okay, she was Russian. And I don't know where she was from. And she says, um, we've been following your work. We think we can increase your number of likes. Um, or get you elected that, to office. Yes. And um, <laughs> I'm very, I was interested. Everyone tells me, you know, all the photographers, oh, don't do it, don't do it. But I just had to try it. I don't know what incantation she pulled off. But I paste, put up an image. 2,000 likes within an hour. Wow. It, it was like mainstreaming the drug, right? It was, <laughs> it was just... And she says, so, what do you think about us you know, taking, you know, we'd become your, uh, a client, you become one of our clients. And we would then, this network, I think it's like 100 people around the world who then all join forces and they like your images and they share it with everyone else. And so the system, you are in the club, and then they support you by spreading the word about your image. I and find this uh, makes me sick. It's like yeah, painful it's to hear this. Painful. Yeah. So I just want to say here publicly, I said no. I said no. I'll go with my um, 400 likes for a good day instead of 2,000 in the first half hour. It just made me realize that uh, you cannot look at an image we both know this image got 20,000 likes we just don't that's you right. just go i mean oh, very often what? don't you look at many people or images that get those likes and you think this is like actually a lousy picture like what that has no bearing on anything well i, I have a question i'm kind of like changing the topic a little bit yeah. but um, please change the topic was i drifting just, by the way you, have we lost all our viewers and listeners by now I read, an, I read an article that you like to recharge by going on long walks. And so I was wondering, um, what would be your ideal photo walk? We often get barraged by too much technology. You are going to totally agree with this one. 
too much iPhone, too much Instagram, too much interaction. Um, and I think sometimes you just have to go on walks without the phone and sort of refresh, center yourself again. Um, and um, I can get too hyper about emails coming in, things, little alarms going off. I've turned off most of the alarms on my phone. But I think in an everyday situation, we get too barraged with too much information too fast. And besides that, um, I, I noticed the other day how much data Apple's pulling in on your location, on your phone. Did you yeah. see that article? Mm -mm. Um, it's quite amazing. They, they have a record of every place you've gone. Um, but the, everyone has a record. Yeah, right? Google they has, so, that, has had that for years. I, I think this is sort of your moment of zen, is what I was describing. Should you do your, that weekly? Daily? Oh, we do it every morning. You gotta go for go a, a tech-free walk every morning. Yeah, That's you nice. got a break. I was thinking more. Like, you know, Tiffany Schlein talks about having. They have a the Sabbath, right? Where they a tech-free from Friday oh. night to Saturday night. That's whole great. Family. I wish I could have done it. I, I'm completely incapable That's of turning like things off. That That's like giving up bread. Or, <laughs> or, it's uh, really admirable. I, yeah. I work on it. I try. Yeah, we try. We've all tried to be a vegetarian. But it work. <laughs> Between meals. <laughs> Maybe you are a vegetarian. Um, yeah, where were we were going with... Um, I'm influenced by the internet. I'm influenced by Instagram. I'm not much of a Facebook person anymore because I don't want to see politics. I just want to share photos and see what others are doing. Do you think there's I, good... Like, is Instagram... I mean, I don't feel like it's a very good photographic... <sighs> No, medium, you know, is no. there a better one? Is there one? a better one? <laughs> the, I thought 500 pixels yeah. was trying to be that one, but you know how they quickly come and go, mm -hmm. and they come into, they come into fashion, and then they hire these photographers to. And they speak also tend to, to be about the way they look to monetize is about stock, about so it ends up being sort of this, pic, uh, picturesque. Um, stock photo-ish looking glossy yeah. photo yeah. and it's not really embracing popular culture of photography yeah. in the way that I, I guess I'm hoping for out yeah. there. I couldn't invoke Julianne Cost's name again. She told me about a Instagram site of course I can't remember the name of it that um, shows all of the same photo combinations so person standing in the foreground with a mountain yeah. behind them. Yes, we've you talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I want to go to that site. I'll send you the link. It's in our show notes. I'll send. You oh, the okay. Link. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like to see that because I might learn something. No. <laughs> I might be able to steal one of them. You know what? I have a difficult question for you. You ready for oh, a difficult good. question? Good. So, as um, you know, you and I are sort of in the world of creators of these digital tools over the past many decades um, for pictures, from sound and video, all that stuff. Um, now that all the media is digital and we have created all these tools for absolute manipulation, uh, it now it becomes a photo used to be irrefutable proof of something and yeah. now it's not at all. It can't be. Yeah. Do we have some sort of moral obligation to create the antidote to the thing that we created the, the virus for? Yeah. yeah, there's this question. I love it that you're answering. I'm get to answer answer this question um uh, i normally get to ask this in front of a thousand people a live audience wait a minute there could be a thousand there people could be, in a live yeah, yeah. um um moral obligation to 
try to help people understand what they're seeing if it's been manipulated in some way We've dealt with this at Adobe. We thought about programs that would identify where photos had been altered or retouched. We took on a role of trying to help um, different agencies um, have come to Adobe asking for things like this. Um, They'll go unnamed. (laughs) And um, I think we just have to accept that photos can be altered now. And it's we don't. I don't think Adobe has the responsibility. We created the tool, but we're creating the hammer, but we're not telling you to destroy the house or to build the house with the hammer, are we? Mm-hmm. We've got a really great hammer. We could say the same of the hammer manufacturers. Um, they destroy or they build. And so um, uh, this can either 50% of your audience is going to hate what I'm going to say or uh, 50% will like it. I, I think it's um, up to the responsibility of each person to not lie in their photographs. And I'm very, um, I'm very clear when I post something that I've altered it, manipulated it. Um, but I think it's something we just, I think it's here. I think there are ways to analyze a photo if they really had to prove in court that this photo was real I think there are ways to do that I, I don't, I'm not I looking don't, at a forensic answer I'm just thinking yeah. whether the public oh. somehow or maybe it's a, the culture of photography oh, is to to communicate mm. that this is a live picture versus something that an I illustration moral, created in some way I think there are moral standards set in journalism versus art mm. so I'll call myself an artist and not a journalist Mm-hmm. And I think journalists have a code and ethics that they follow very clearly. Most of um, them, yes. Yeah. Well, we, we have seen our, mm-hmm. a few that mm-hmm. violate those laws. So I think journalism is it holds out, and I think they're making sure that they're screening things as they come in. And so there's a certain amount of control there. But on my side, as an artist... Um, I think I, I'm thinking back to 1990. Um, I'm on the Today Show with Rick Smolin, mm-hmm. and they ask me. Um, Deborah Norville asks him, "Russ, would you ever give this up? This this uh, uh, this ability to alter and manipulate photos? You're you're the evil," she said. This oh, evil. Ouch. I said, I said no. I will continue um, to alter photos. I'll do anything to a photo to make it better, I think was my my line. And so I'm a manipula- manipulator. I'm in the side that says that from the art point of view, you should be able to do this. But from the uh, journalistic side of things, absolutely not. Absolutely um, never. Yeah, so never. it really comes down to the trust of the brand or the photographer. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And if, if it's from a trusted source, then you trust it's real. And if it's from there an entertainment should, source, um, it's entertainment. I want to make it very clear on this podcast, you should never trust me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I make, it, I make it very clear that I alter there's I alter everything I, I'll alter it to, to make it better and then those those will argue you, did you make your photo better by altering it I'm, at least I hope so I used to post the before and after picture online I'm an educator I'm supposed to show yeah. before and after I love it and that. um well I used to, I thought it was good until um I think it shows it plays your it shows your cards oh, yeah. you, you, it's um <laughs> I should be showing my cards. I'm supposed to show people how to play the game, you know, yeah. before yeah. and after. But then I found sort of a negative response to it that, oh, you're cheating. Uh-huh. Your photos aren't real. 
um, sort of the Jerry Ullsman once again. Can you imagine in you know early fifties, sixties with Jerry? Uh, those aren't real photos. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what um, Ansel Adams. I know they were good friends. I wonder what he how he responded to that. It's like oh, there's Jerry goofing around, altering images. I just think they probably felt it was all that. It's just photographic art. Yeah, and yeah. I think as in that community they saw it as art. Yeah. But then he wasn't accepted as art. Well, as photography wasn't even accepted as art until yeah. very late. So, I mean, I think these are this is all a, a learning of the public. People yeah. start romanticizing. I have a question before oh. we do before we oh. go further because I am curious. Like, I love how you said you 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 make pictures and you make pictures better. Mm. Um, what's the favorite? What's your favorite picture that you've made? Mm. Oh, hmm. spiritually. Um, cosmically, um, lots of feeling to it. I think it has to be, um, and it's not because it got a lot of likes. <laughs> it's an it eclipse. Could have been before light time. I mean, it could have been something yeah. never made an, it. An eclipse. Um, an it's a composite of an okay. of a um, annular eclipse over um, the is, rock. Is it in, uh, printed and on your sure. wall? Yeah, and somewhere here at the house. Okay. Oh, and my sister has it printed on her wall. So, um, hmm. ship rock. Um, <laughs> and it's it's one of those photos. It's getting sort of passed around the web, and I'll occasionally see it. I'm quite surprised that I'm still attributed to the photo, but like you know, cosmic photo of the day. Um, um, aliens are with us. You know, these groups are. You're picking up on my photo, and they keep on running it over and over again, um, proving their point. Um, when did it come <laughs> out? When did you print it? Or when did it take it? When it um, this was the uh, solar eclipse that went across um, in 2012, I believe, across New Mexico. It was I just an Googled it. And it's beautiful. Did you see it? Yeah. How did you find it when you Googled it? The internet um, has all the information of the universe. I found Russell Brown shiprock image, and it came up as Adobe's Dr. Russell Brown creates an amazing nice. solstice image. And well, yes, it keeps on getting attributed to me, and hasn't been stolen and turned into a postcard and sold <laughs> in China. I don't, you know, that's a, a final point. I'm not a professional photographer, but I play one on TV. <laughs> I, I'm not a professional photographer. I don't make my living out of selling photographs. If I did, I would be outraged the way people steal photos from others online. Um, I don't go looking to find it, and I'm sure it's there, but it really irks me that people take advantage. And I, and I, know, I now understand why some of my good photographers don't post big pictures. They're always posting little postage mm -hmm. stamp versions. Because they'll grab them and run with them mm -hmm. and steal them. I'm, and if I went and looked, they would. I'm sure I would find it, but I don't want to look. I don't want to look. I don't want to. No. You know, Russ, Mike, I kind of evolved uh, thinking about it to a point that says, I don't think you can stop people from stealing the stuff, and I want. I'd rather them see it and risk yeah. it being stolen and so i've kind of that's what moved me into this world that just says if it's really important it's printed and i charge for my prints and i only make yeah. one or a short small number yeah. and what happens online is just promoting my print the dangerous thing i did with that image of the solar eclipse the multiple images 
I gave it to a printing house mm. and didn't even think about it. I didn't. Oh, um, oh, give them the I, file. Yeah. Mm. I gave them the full res file. Ooh. I, oh. <laughs> That's like giving out your negatives. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't think about it because I'm giving it to my sister and she's giving it to the printing house, you know, who's making this giant print and now they have it. It's digital. Poof, off it goes. Mm -hmm. I bet it's a postcard someplace. Someplace, in yeah. It's in Mexico. Some college dorm rooms across. Which it, um, uh, a thinking um, a photographer I was traveling with um, took a picture and um, we're traveling through Arizona and... Um, there in one of the shops in Arizona along Route 66 was a picture that he had taken on, on a postcard from, out of China. And um, could you imagine? Can you imagine? And what do you, what, do you go to the front counter and say, that's my photo, and you need to take all those down? Um, wow. Wow. That was, um, that, that's that's crazy. Yeah. yeah really I mean, I feel, crazy. yeah, that's just... Isn't it? Um, not changing the subject exactly, but the I, final question. Oh, it's sorry, not really. I like the final question. <laughs> um, I also thought that it was cool. My feeling about both companies and technology and books and all that stuff is often, um, I don't really want to do it, but it like needs to be done, and so someone has to do it, so you end up doing it. And when Photoshop was created, you know, Thomas and John made this tool. But I, I think I've always been really happy that, I guess, John went back to doing, he just wanted a tool like that, you know, and yeah. invented this stuff because they needed it and then went back to creating cool things, you know, at ILM. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah the things he wanted to do. And he saw, um, you know, they just got an Academy Award for um, Photoshop, the Noel Brothers. Oh, Did that's you know nice. That? Yeah. 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 And so it was about time. Um, <laughs> so... He just, in just recent interview, he said that he was working with Adobe and doing filters um, like lens flare and other filters he was writing for Adobe. And little did I know, I didn't know he worked on um, one of the um, tools, um, uh, color range, of locating a range of colors and selecting them. Mm -hmm. it's a really powerful tool. And so he worked on that. And so... There was a point where all the in engineers are coming in and there's, you know, 20 engineers. He just felt that he had other things, responsibilities, two different lives. He decided to go back to um, this dead-end job of working on Rogue One the movie. <laughs> um, you know, and becoming John, Noel, John Noel reminds me in that sense of a um, story. I, I guess it was like TED 2003 where one of the speakers was talking about Thomas Jefferson and saying that on Thomas Jefferson's tombstone, it has three things written, like author of the Declaration of Independence, founder of UV, whatever it is, has three things. None of the three things are that he was president of the United States twice. <laughs> like that's the way I feel about John Knoll. It's like he's, he's like, oh yeah, the last thing I did was invent Photoshop, and now I've moved on, right? Um, where was he? John Knoll. Had a, he's in um, Tunisia or someplace, you know, in the, somewhere in the world, Dagobah. shooting. Yeah, yeah was shooting, and and what is it? Um, he says you need to go back. The, the people cooking the food are um, 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 need to see you. And it's just the hell. And here in Tunisia. And he goes back there, and they're all fans of Photoshop. Oh. And they wanted to meet the founder. 
I'll Photoshop. So, that's awesome. No, I didn't want to meet the director of the movie that's being shot. There. <laughs> no, but yeah, Russ, that's the way I think we feel about you. I mean, I oh. know you're not the Noel brothers, but I've never, oh. like, I've never thought of Photoshop and not thought you're really the face of it in spite of those I guys. I want to do the Jimmy Stewart thing where I find out what is it that I did. Don't you want to go back and sort of, if I wasn't here, what would, would it be? Photoshop, what would it be? Where no one would, would be? use it? No one would be yeah. using it. Yeah. 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 I was the wacky character who was doing the first demos. Um, Remember when you brought David Hockney in to see this? Yeah. Yeah, that was the first invitational Photoshop. That was like an unbelievable right. to cross. Reaction. That must yeah. have been phenomenal. It was pretty. I don't think, you know, I was too young, naive, and stupid um, to know how important of a moment that was. You know, it's wow. sort of like, um, yeah, I really, it's like, who are you? I knew of his work, but I, if he you know, stepped in today, I'd be 10 times me more mesmerized. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and but he was so fascinated by Photoshop and the color. You know, the other thing that brought him into that was the color printer from Canon, which was the size of a refrigerator at the time. Mm. And we could print directly in color to the Canon from Photoshop. It had wow. the first color postscript um, controller in it. So um, that was a pretty amazing moment. And we. Um, um, we had Graham Nash in that room as well. Um, um, had he came. started Nash Editions? Was that I started Nash Editions after that, mm. didn't he? Yeah. Amazing. So lots of spinoffs. He's another one of those guys who like would have his band maybe mentioned as one of his early accomplishments. He's done so yeah. many cool things, you know. I wonder what he's up to today. So um, I'm I'm honored to be a part of this whole. Russ, birth of Photoshop. Thank, thank you for all the stuff. Like, I think I speak for everyone who uses these tools to just like, it's just great. I'm glad you did what you did and that you keep doing what you do and evangelizing photography for everybody. You know, yeah, watch out more insanity coming our way. Thank Wait, goodness. There's, there's Photoshop on the iPad out soon. Mm. Interesting. I, I didn't say a date, did I? Good. I didn't say a date. Are we going to have to like hold off the podcast now for like seven months till Adobe allows you to say that? Adobe Max, I think. Right? I oh, is that right? Oh. I think so. Does so she know I that, would be a, that would be a great time to show it off. That, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can convince you guys to show it at that. How's that? Yeah. That would be a good No, I think they just mentioned it. I think it, I don't think they... I it's don't... actually announced. Um, yeah. It's been announced. I can say yeah. that. I can't get in trouble too much. All right. Well, Russ, thank you, for, thank you for joining us and being our first guest on the show. I'm very excited. And um, this will air this weekend. Wow. Yeah. And then you'll you'll give me a link to it, and then I can share it with no, other people. No, never. You will never Good. know what happened with this. Okay. Did right. I do well? Did I do well enough on the show to get my secret surprise? Yes, you'll get a secret surprise. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Russell Brown. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. We're sponsored by Neo Modern, concierge style photo printing, and finishing to transform your iPhone photos into frameable art. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to see our show notes, photos, and upcoming events. Leave reviews, ratings, and questions on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and hope you can give me some things to think about. Until next time. 